Good day everyone and welcome to the other guy once again. Uh, it's been long I've been here and it's because of my exam because exam was stressing and somehow ethic. So I have not been able to update my podcast and give you what you always wanted on this podcast and platform on Anchor. So today I am not the other guy alone here because I have another guy with me here on this podcast. Good day listeners, I'm glad to be on this edition of The Other Guy with my colleague and friend Berida Henry. I am Daniel Samson and uh, it's nice to be here. You've heard from him, so we want to make everything short because the time is not uh, that long enough to keep you waiting and to keep you listening to us. So we are going to go straight to the point, but before that, we'll go on a short break. Welcome back from the short break and our topic today will be about the insecurity in Nigeria. We're going to be talking about the causes of insecurity in Nigeria and dangers of insecurity in the country. But well, I'm not being biased. I cannot talk about insecurity in the world or America, but I just want to update you on the issues of security in Nigeria. Maybe we are secure or not. And while we are not secure, the incident happening here that is causing some dangers and affecting us badly. But first, I would want you to listen to the opinion of my colleague here, Daniel Samson. Oh, well, uh, insecurity has been an issue that has been on ground for quite a while. It has been on for over a decade as as far as Nigeria is concerned. The issue of um, insurgency in the north, Boko Haram, and so many other issues that are linked to social unrest and insecurity have been part of uh, the major news making the headlines in recent stories in Nigeria. And even today's uh, newspapers, likes of Punch newspapers, have the headline Division Among Bandits Delays Abducted Niger Schoolboys Release. That's part of insecurity issue. And on the nation today, we have the gunmen, gunmen kidnap monarch lecturers in rivers. And another sub headline says uh, Ordeal Inside Bandit Camp by Freed Passenger. That's, that's, that's an, an explanation and an experience by one of the kidnapped uh, uh, passengers along the Niger road and of course Nigeria Tribune today also have an headline that is fixated on ins- the issue of insecurity in Nigeria also as it states that Fulani nomad fighting ethnic war by Sheikh Ahmad Gumi and so many other issues a- around the country right now and this insecu- insecurity issues in Nigeria is really really a threatening situation and is becoming a, a wide blown out crisis right now well you've heard from him i i'm sure he's right because nowadays in nigeria every morning what you hear is about kidnapping robbery or bandit attacking farmers everywhere and in every state 
Uh, in Nigeria, I can't say we are secure. Or can you say we are secure in Nigeria? I don't think you can say that hundred percent. We we are not. We, we are, are not. not. People are scared, and you know there has been a lot of issue about job insecurity everywhere in Nigeria. So as a student, we are also scared. So I just want to bring this topic to you so that you can know about insecurity. So my friend here with me will be emphasizing on each and every issues. So we are going to be talking about unemployment, corruption, weak judicial, judicial system and others. So but first we'll give a brief explanation on each causes of uh, insecurity in Nigeria. I'll be taking the first point, unemployment. You can see that in Nigeria, uh, numbers of people that are employed are not much. In the country, we find out that many youths are being called lazy because they believe the youth are jobless and are not into business. But who will invest for you if you want to go into business? Who will do that? Your government should like make a way for funds, grants that will help you build your business. But no, and they aren't even creating job opportunities. I believe if Dangote company cement factory is not in Nigeria, there will be a whole lot of problem than this because the company is the only thing helping Nigeria. And we can see that we are getting our money from uh, petroleum. And those petroleum companies are also helping us in some way. But we can see that the government are not creating actual business for us. They want us to go into farming. We know we, we should go into farming because it's somehow a talent because people believe on that developed country like Nigeria should go into farming. But not everybody should go into farming. In America, there we find people who go into engineering, they work for big firms like Tesla, Microsoft and others. But in Nigeria, if, if you invent anything, nobody will like invest for you. There is no politician or businessman to invest anything for you. So there are issues of uh, unemployment in Nigeria and this has been one of the cause of insecurity in the country. Of course, this, this leads us to the next point that we are going to be discussing now, which is about corruption. And of course, he's not a new he's not a new word in Nigeria political space. Yes. And then when we talk of corruption, it affects every level of government and also affects the society, every aspect of the society. You talk about the the, the private sector, the public sector. You can see every traces of corruption in any angle. So corruption has been also a, a mainstay in Nigeria. Uh, socio-economic problem and when you talk about corruption we can trace that majorly down to political system of nigeria even the president himself is corrupt <laughs> of course of course we can trace that to every aspect of the political system in nigeria in terms of uh, the electoral process the recent recently concluded election and uh, that's way back around 2019 february it, there are a lot of uh, uh cases surrounding those that particular election result and then there are uh, reports of um, uh, rigging and all that so there are a lot of things happening and going on and corruption has eaten deep into the economic system of nigeria and that's make us become number one poorest country in the world and that is a very very a big a big slap to a so-called giant of africa, of africa. <laughs> so <laughs> corruption basically has done a lot of damages to the political and economical system of nigeria so corruption is one of the leading cause of insecurity in nigeria in the sense that people don't uh, in terms of employment now 
people don't gain job based on merit. They yeah, based, yeah, gain yeah. job based on who they know. Hmm. Connections. Connections. <laughs> the way we put it generally, connection. And in Nigeria term, it's called man no man. Hmm. So, and then this kind of issue play out in every so other aspect. So what I like to say is that your job is given to you according to the person you know or of the course. number of people you know. Yes, of class course. According to your, your the strength of your networking. Hmm. So that is what is really playing out in the employment uh, segment in terms of unemployment uh, me- people that merit the job don't get the job only people that uh, ask connection to anyone in the system so that's becoming a very very huge problem yeah. and when people that do- don't merit the job get the job and you, you find out that incompetency becomes the order of the day yes, so yes. and that is a, one of the major aspects that corruption has affected Nigeria and when there is no job and no employment, people mm. tend to, to give in to various social vices that leads them to crime. So, insecure, uh, uh, corruption definitely leads to insecurity. Yes. In terms of the banditry in the north, they pick up arms and see that, okay, if we engage uh, innocent civilians, innocent citizens, and we will kidnap them and keep them for some, some time and demand for ransom, that's yeah, a good yeah, business. Yeah. So, uh, unemployment leads to uh, a lot of insecurity issues in Nigeria. Mm. So much that it is becoming a very big problem for the uh, politicians and the government. Well, he's right. I believe you heard what he said. And the third point now that we take is a weak uh, judicial system. Mm. Well, there's one song Fela sang, uh, Beast of No Nation. He said uh, even the chief judge is begging uh, mm-hmm. like the offender mm-hmm. the, so, the person he's supposed to judge is judging him himself mm-hmm. so you can see that even our judges are begging for money mm-hmm. they, they like they want money they value money than justice of course it's becoming so, a, a very disheartening situation yes 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 even the supreme court we haven't talking about is no longer supreme <laughs> like when they were when they were like America election that they did maybe of recent mm-hmm. when they were like Doing everything, uh, Donald Trump said, okay, uh, this election was rigged. Okay, let's go to court. He went to court and the magistrate like did everything and mm. told him that the the case was closed mm. and there was no rigging in the, during that election hour and there was no electoral parties. Mm. And he did that not because he thought it was the right thing, mm. but because he thought the election was done in a fair way. Of course, of course. Mm-hmm. But here in Nigeria, you find out that if um, a, like a candidate for the election and I have more money than Daniel Samson, who is here with me, I can just pay the, uh, the chief judge that, okay, take this 10 million. I want to win the case. Mm. And you find that out. And you find that out. I'll win the case. It's a case of uh, the, the ISB that we... Yes, 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 you're right. So now our judicial system is weak. And even offenders now go scot-free. Mm. You find, find out that they are being sponsored by senators, big politicians, mm. big names in the country. The and power, powerhouse and um, the, the godfathers. Yes, yes, the godfathers. And these godfathers will just pay the judge that, okay, this is my boy, release him. Mm. He's working for me. There's no need to just judge him. Or they might even threaten the judge hmm. that, okay, well, this is what you should do. Hmm. If you do anything, I'll kill you. This <laughs> <laughs> so, is a really funny situation. Yes, yes. yes, yes. So, you know, our judicial system is weak and hmm. 
that is the reason for insecurity in Nigeria because when these offenders go scot free, mm. they tend to think that okay, well, nobody will arrest me, nobody can like pin me down, I cannot go to prison, let me do anything I want to do. In a, in a judicial system where the rich is above the law and mm. the, only the poor, poor are subjected to the rigors and the punishment of the law if they do something uh, contrary, and it has become a big problem now because it's not about. Uh, how, 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 who you know in the, in the law courts. It's not about that. It's about how rich you are to yes, win cases. Yes, yes. So it has become a really, really big problem and it's adding up to the bountiful issues of insecurity in Nigeria. And mm-hmm. next up is uh, the open borders. borders. Open in court. And Nigeria border system and custom system is uh, somewhat not up to measure, up to good measure because uh, when you check when you when you take a tour around the Nigeria border system, you see that there are a lot of areas that are not properly monitored and properly uh, fixed uh, uh, placed. Uh, not not enough security uh, personnel are placed there yes, for, yes. For, for protection and all that, and that gives room for outsiders. Not even even, come even those country. people placed there, they like they are not doing their job. Mm. When you give them like, okay, take twenty thousand. I want to go in. Okay, mm-hmm. the man might just say, okay, bribery, bring the money, mm-hmm. yeah, bribery, mm-hmm. and all those things. Mm-hmm. So when you give them money, they just allow you enter. Mm-hmm. Uh, since you have given me the money, do anything you want to do and mm-hmm. go back. Mm-hmm. Like America, when you want to go there, we start fighting for tickets, passport, all those things. But here in Nigeria, you don't have anything of such. You can just enter, do anything you want to do, and go uh, scot free. So it's, it's really a disheartening situation. And the open border policy and the open, the porous, porous system of the border is making, is adding up to the increased insecurity issue in Nigeria where outsider can just walk in with whatever intention he has and then do whatever he likes and get those caught free. So it's really really a big problem and a big issue and the government needs to look into that critically. So and the next one is a high influx of uh, arms, high influx of arms. You will find out that they are bandits Terrorists, how do they get how do they, get, how do they get those sophisticated weapons? Explosive and explosive uh, grenades. Where do they get that? those things? Even armored tank. Mm-hmm. Where do those things pass through? So that is a very big issue, and it is also uh, uh, applies to the open border, open border. Uh, issue. So when the border is so porous and free, things come in without being checked. So and then arms get dispersed across the north and then people pick up arms to perpetrate various crimes mm-hmm. and then the 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 arm, even it, it creates a lot of big problems for the the armed forces mm-hmm. you, you you see that uh, even the bandits and the Boko Haram have equal firepower with the Nigeria not army. equal firepower yeah <laughs> <laughs> firepower is even more than our soldiers you see that you see do those things where do those things come in from i don't know <laughs> so it's, it's it's a very big issue so, so well, one day I was watching a video and I mm-hmm. found out that there was this tanker just bringing one fuel into the country mm-hmm. and those custom officers tried to stop him and well, fortunately he stopped. So they were trying to check what mm-hmm. was in that tanker. Mm-hmm. So when they started checking the tanker, they found out that there was one sack mm-hmm. under the fuel. So mm-hmm. they took that fuel out and they took the sack out and started checking everything there. Mm-hmm. When they started checking, they found out that 
guns wow. were placed inside that sack. Can you imagine? You see, so when you start bringing those things in inside tanker, and there is the possibility that even the rice being brought into the country, there is one arm inside. Is it that one explosive or any piece to inside? And and the the even that tanker he caught probably. More tankers would have gone yes. in without being checked. Yes, and this yes. one they were fortunate to catch mm. is the only one they think is coming in, and that's a big problem. Mm, it's so, a big problem. And also the, the issue of um, narcotics and the use of uh, hard drugs like marijuana and um, all uh, recently the government banned the use of uh, codeine. Hmm. Because it has become a big issue and is really truncating the lives of youths because uh, they, they now use abuse drugs, hmm. drugs that are meant for pharmaceutical solutions. They abuse it for their personal pleasure and uh, and gratification. They, they, so, no, they want to be high. <laughs> <laughs> they want to be high than the, 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 the mighty. You know, they believe that they, in Nigeria we have so many problems. So <laughs> the only solution to this problem is to be high. To be high. Yeah, so yeah, they will yeah. be higher than the problem. <laughs> no. So, uh, and the, this, this issue of uh, use of narcotics like uh, marijuana, cocaine, codeine, even, even, even after the ban on codeine, you, if there are proper checks, there are still some people who still use coding. Still use coding so yes. there should be a very good structure to check all these things so to avoid uh, side effects of these uh, hard drugs on the youths. Because when when due to excessive intake and addiction to the use of hard drugs, then it starts carrying out de- uh, different crimes mm-hmm. like rape. Murder and all all of that social vices. Even this selling of hard drugs is now a business in Nigeria because of recent I heard that uh, we are one of the like the largest distributor of opium can to you, other countries. Okay, can you see that? So, mm. well, uh, we we hope that government government uh, meet, uh, organize a roundtable meeting and discuss this issue critically. See, in order to prefer solution there is something you should know about all these things even if they are to have a dialogue and to address these issues mm. i believe we citizens won't like do those things because mm. why because we believe that these people are not trustworthy mm. and there's no reason to trust them because of their corrupt act mm. you know when you find out that the, even the president of your country is into corruption pastors everyone senators Hmm. A- any you any political sector in Nigeria, you hmm. find out that there are corrupt officers there, of corrupt officials. Hmm. Even when you go to the Nigerian army, you hmm. find out that even like certified officials go into corruption. Mm-hmm. They are even one of the leaders of those kidnappers, sending guys to go and kidnap these people mm-hmm. to get some funds for themselves. Uh-huh. So even if they are to have a dialogue to address these issues mm-hmm. and provide a solution to all these things, mm-hmm. we see that hmm, the mm-hmm. citizen won't like administer the solutions to this uh, problem. It's true. It will be very, very difficult to curb corrupt practices in mm-hmm. Nigeria because it has eating deep into the political system and every aspect of the society mm-hmm. but uh, there is always solution to every problem okay. but it might just be difficult to find solutions okay, to you what solution do you think the government can come up with well for now it seems 
even if uh, the system is corrupt, but we can still find some some few individuals that are, are still reliable in terms of um, integrity. So if they come together and observe a roundtable meeting, uh, okay, these are the issues. We have banditry, Boko Haram, and um, headmen, elders clashes in the north. How do we solve this issue? Okay, what is the major problem that makes these bandits? Commit various crime, but you know that, that you know that there's a rumor now that even this government are the ones sponsoring these bandits, Boko Haram, and other well, uh, <laughs> other groups. Well, uh, even uh, Reno Mokiri in his recent post on Facebook says, uh, "How does uh, governors and and various uh, religious leaders know where bandits are and uh, armed forces, DSS, and?" Others cannot locate them. Hmm. Well, it's a very critical issue, of course. It's a very critical issue, and it has to be treated with a lot of caution. The recent uh, case of kidnap, uh, kidnap of um, 27 students and 15 workers of Government Science College in, in Kagara, that is in Niger State, is a very is the current issue uh, of insecurity. That it happens last Wednesday, 17th February 2021, and they have to treat this issue with all manner of caution and carefulness because they have lives in their hands now but you know of recent i had uh, they kidnapped some students or maybe passenger because i'm not that uh, current on such news i had when they kidnapped these people the government went to negotiate and they released those boys they kidnapped but i found out that during the release and when these guys were released mm. people started saying that it was the government that sent someone to kidnap Mm. those people and it was a staged act okay how do you think how do you think this uh, this thing they are talking about is true this allegation comes from the fact that the people no longer are fit in the government because everything that happened as one one way or two to look at it because when something happens we look at it from two different dimensions okay is this influenced by any government uh, policy or politics or is this just a normal occurrence or mm. an, an occurrence that happened without any any uh, touch or any interference of a particular government figure mm. so it has become a critical the citizens no, no longer trust, trust the, government. the government so they tend to question everything that happens mm. so but anyways looking at it from a, a, a pure perspective trying to take a, a neutral stand when things like this happen just like the case of the Karanga, Kagara boys yes. so you have to take this with caution because those boys about 27 students their lives potential students who can became, become great Man, uh, people in future so they have to take this carefully if they say okay the army should go there bombard them hmm. A lot of lives will be lost. Those 27 yes, students, yes, yes. not all of them will survive that yes. attack. So they have to trade with caution in and, order to gain. And even if these people, if mm-hmm. they just bombard that place and mm-hmm. kill this, this uh, terrorist or group mm-hmm. or anybody they mm-hmm. might be, the people might just blame the government for those students or workers that died. Mm-hmm. That why did of the course, government attack? They will always hold the government yes, responsible, for, and responsible for all those type of things. So, and what's the bottom line is if there should be any solution to all these issues now there's there's definitely a need for a referendum like a meeting hmm. so a roundtable meeting in, they should invite uh, concerned persons prominent persons that can influence a change in this every aspect of this issue so they should invite clerics uh, imams all those 
strong political figures and also the senators, the politicians, the government, the president should have a roundtable meeting to discuss this issue critically and provide solutions to them or else things can go out of hand in a twinkle of an eye because a lot of this insecurity issue is leading to social unrest and there are inter-tribal inter clashes like last week or two weeks ago uh, the killings of uh, headmen and Fulani people in Southwest. Hmm. So, uh, but I don't blame those people because <laughs> to me, you know that I'm like accusing the <laughs> Fulanis or headsmen or whatever or whatever they may be. Hmm. But those people feel insecure. Hmm. They they can no longer take it. It's true. You find out that somebody might just come to your farm hmm. and attack you hmm. because because you are telling him that you shouldn't allow his uh, cows to come and eat your mm. crops mm. but he will think that he owns every land because mm. his father is the president <laughs> <laughs> so that's the problem well, yeah, of yeah. course that that's uh, mm. that clash between the southwest and the funani residing over there is a is a is a like a revenge act mm. an act of revenge because reports have been coming that uh edsman uh, uh use cows to destroy crops and even sometimes they get violent, kill mm. innocent people, rape mm. their yeah. wives, and yes, all yeah. that. So who will take that? No one will take that. But this is also this also boils down to the responsibility of the government. But do you know that the government, since this uh, issue of Fulani killing farmers, mm. the government haven't addressed these issues. I think they should like you know there are some uh, I think there are some organization or some uh, firm mm. like governing the. Um, the activities of mm -hmm. the Fulanis, the headsmen. Like but why aren't those people addressing those uh, issues? Mm, well, it probably does not become a very big enough issue for them to address. Big it. enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, people dying is not big enough yet for uh, you to address because none of their family member is involved in this crisis. You see, that is what I'm. So, that is what we are saying. That the rich. Mm. are above the law mm. while the poor are below the law of course so now because they are they haven't killed one of your family member mm. you aren't going to address the issue mm. they are killing other people they are killing farmers and these farmers are looking for a way to survive mm. because the government aren't doing what they are supposed to do for the citizen mm. no grants nothing you are not even offering them any job opportunity mm. and they are trying to look for a way to eat mm. they go to they go to the forest or anywhere they might go to mm. to just cultivate ridges and do anything they want to do to feed themselves mm. and their family and mm. full and yes men will just come and say okay i want to eat your crops <laughs> my cows are hungry <laughs> okay yeah. okay after eating my crop what will you give me you aren't going to give me any cow or any little cattle mm. you just eat my crop then go away mm all of my time wasted mm. so these are issues the government should address mm. and this firm governing those uh, headsmen should address not that you say okay it's not that big enough for you to address true it. that is why i said various concerned uh, parties and persons should come together and discuss solution to this problem and part of the solution could be okay let's uh, enact a policy okay no open grazing hmm. so that the headsmen will know that okay we are not allowed to take our cow to people's farm mm -hmm. to feed them. Then provisions should be made if a law is is is, is being enacted. Provisions should be made. They should have a relocating ground for mm -hmm. those herdsmen yeah, to feed yeah. their cow. Yeah. Probably a forest reserve or something. You should create provisions so that to avert this 
various security issues. Forest reserve is even better. We have many forests in Nigeria. <laughs> you can go to any forest and just visit. <laughs> a, a, a government make a governor make a funny comment that okay, there are, there are, there are a lot of forests in Sambisa Forest. Why don't why is <laughs> they take their cow there? Yeah, that's you know you know that countries you know cows don't move. Really. Of course now, it's not normal. It's only here now. You even see them moving on the streets. You even see them crossing <laughs> a pedestrian bridge. That's how you for see them the going into stadium, you know, <laughs> even now stadium and now, and now place for feeding cows. <laughs> mm. well, it's, yeah. it's, it's really a bad, a very bad situation and the government need to pay close attention to this and provide solution as fast as possible. Mm. So I, I hope in the coming days there will be uh, a lot of uh, review over these issues and and hopefully this will be brought to an end. Well, 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 well. We are we are going to be going on a short break right now. Thank you for listening, and I'll indulge you to wait for a little while because this is a short break, and we are coming back to address the dangers and effects of insecurity in Nigeria. Welcome back to The Other Guy and here we are once again. I'm sorry for the short break but it's something we need to have so that you can enjoy yourself and do some little things before coming back to our platform. So, as we have said today, we have talked about the causes of uh, insecurity in Nigeria. And before we, we talked about the causes, my friend here, my colleague, Tanya Samson, tried to brief you on various headlines on the, the different newspaper we have in, in here in Nigeria. So, we talked about the causes on employment, corruption, weak judicial system, open borders, high influx of arms, and narcotics. So now we are going to the last topic, and it's going to be about dangers and effects of uh, insecurity in Nigeria. So we are going to be talking about job insecurity, social unrest, loss of lives and property, increased crime rates and social vices, underdevelopment and and uh, economic recession there are lots a whole lot of uh, effects and dangers that uh, issue of insecurity pose to every nigerian everyone is concerned yes, yes. in this issue and talking of job insecurity the case of high rate of unemployment in the country is really alarming because uh, even if you have a job now you'll be very fearful to lose it because yes, yes. if you if, if you get sacked by your boss it will be difficult you have to trek the whole street trek <laughs> the whole street trek the whole uh, uh, community uh, not the whole street mm. but the whole state you have in Nigeria <laughs> to get a new job that's 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 a very bad situation and then even social unrest because traders farmers and various uh, uh, Average Nigerians that go out to seek for their daily bread, they, they, they go out looking here and there. They don't have a rest of mind or peace of mind. 
they, they are some some are looking forward. Oh, let me let me. Let, I I came out to look for what I will eat and provide eat, for my yes, family, yes, not yes, to <laughs> get eaten by have, one of them. We have uh, cases of uh, like those drivers, like they go out to just mm. get money for mm. to feed their family, mm. but they might they are afraid and scared that they might get kidnapped on the way. And the issues of, the issue of job insecurity in Nigeria is that here in Nigeria that we have one theory, the theory of my village people mm. when you lose your job you can you are scared of going back to your village because <laughs> you are ashamed that when i go to my village now people will start looking at me that oh look at this guy he's not mm. jobless village people will have done their job on him now <laughs> so these are some things we mm. need to address in nigeria and these are the dangers and social unrest like the driver like going out for to get his mm. money to feed his family for example when he, found, he finds out that okay Kidnappers will kidnap me on my way. He might just drop his car that I'm no longer working. Let mm. me just sit at home. I don't want to die. Mm. And that, that is a very, very bad situation. And you, you find out that this social unrest and uh, job insecurity has become one of the major major uh, effects of insecurity in Nigeria. And, yes, yes. And uh, the most, most uh, prominent of this effect is the loss of lives and properties. Mm-hmm. A lot of social social issues have led to the loss of life and properties of various yes, citizens yes, yes. of Nigeria. You talk about let's let's go way back to the issue of uh, the Chibok girls that were kidnapped. You see, not all of them got freedom afterwards. So a lot of them got pregnant. They were maltreated. They were That's so given a lot of various inhuman treatment mm. while they were at the at the terrorist camp. So the issue of Insecurity in Nigeria has led to a lo- loss of life and properties. There was a time whereby, yeah, okay, twin bomb blast went off in in Abuja and hmm. it claims over 150 lives. Or you hear a canoe bomb blast and three people, 300 persons are, are dead. Hmm. So this issue of insecurity is leading to massive, massive loss of life hmm. in various aspects of the country, and then. And of course, loss of properties. When uh, 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 bomb blasts go off in any community, house got gets damaged, and a lot of infrastructure. Even if that house is not damaged, do you think I will still stay? <laughs> I will run away now. I can't come and kill myself. Abi, <laughs> because you don't know if another bomb will be planted there <laughs> again. So it's, it's a very very bad situation, hmm. and it has to be. Uh, looked into so that proper solution proper measures can be put in place to mm-hmm. stop that from happening increased in mm-hmm. crime rate mm-hmm. and social vices crime rate now as as uh, it has gone beyond measurable scale mm-hmm. because in nigeria now there are various types of crime mm-hmm. various categories you talk of cyber crime you talk of um, um, societal crime theft mm-hmm. and all other robberies that go on in various society in Nigeria, and then this this is as a result of uh, increased issue of insecurity in Nigeria, Nigeria. and this uh, crime rate as as much as uh, we don't like to talk about crime, but we, we find ourselves discussing about it because it happens on a daily basis mm. in Nigeria. Even so, uh, here in our school, we find that. 
courtes kill themselves mm. if these so called courtes have a job that they they can use to feed themselves mm. what will lead them to like joining any bad guy of course nothing mm. nothing will lead them into that because when you have a very good pay well paying job or a trusted source of income that income flow in on a regular basis you don't have any mind to think of I would like get money to to do this. I would like get money to do that. Then various negative thoughts will start pouring into your yes, mind. And yes, yes. Before such a, an individual knows it is already is already uh, handling a, a particular and uh, probably a pistol mm-hmm. and going into people's homes to to rob them of the little money they have. And then more so, uh, the effect of insecurity has also led to underdevelopment. In every aspect of the country, underdevelopment in the sense that uh, infrastructures that are not even enough are being destroyed by the yes, activities no. of uh, terrorists. One day I went to one primary school. I was thinking maybe, is this house for goods <laughs> or, or human being? <laughs> <laughs> Everything is just poor. Mm. When you go to, during this uh, during this advent of COVID-19, when COVID-19 first came to Nigeria, mm. I found out that some hospitals were like trying to like uh, like they want to administer some victim when they are uh, infected. Mm. I found out that their building is not cannot even contain twenty people. Mm. I'm surprised. We are poor in Nigeria. Our infrastructure are so low. Mm. I know that high. We have no money to like to to like build better buildings and all those things mm. so these are problem we need to address and this causes an underdevelopment in the country mm, of course and then this underdevelopment also is accompanied by various uh, uh recession activities and recession effects on nigeria economy mm. and of recent uh it's, it's no longer news that Nigeria is now in recession following the uh, outbreak of COVID-19 in the country yeah. and uh, various uh, measures to contain the virus and we went on a, a, a lengthy lockdown last year that took almost about seven, uh, months. seven months that that's that's really a very big blow hmm. to the economic sector of the country and of course adding to that after coming out of recession uh, of, of uh, the lockdown Various, various criminal and crimes and insecurity issues were, were, were coming up and surfacing. And this is adding more to economic crisis that is already burdening over the government. So, and insecurity majorly, you hear about the Avengers in Niger Delta, Niger Delta militants yes, that, yes, that yes. Uh, vandalize oil, uh, fuel, uh, oil pipes, hmm. they break oil pipes, and this causes a lot of uh, shortage to the amount of oil we get to sell across to the neighboring countries and mm. offshore. So a lot of insecurity activities is, is really leading to economic recession and economic crisis. Yes. And as a matter of fact, I always say this, I say <laughs> Nigeria economy is, is, is standing on a crutch and is using crutches to stand. <laughs> and if these insecurity issues continue, I, I believe it will be confirmed. It will be confirmed to which year very soon. But, uh, well, I thought uh, some people said we are the giant of uh, Africa. That is an, uh, that is an that illusion. Our economy is the best in uh, in, in Africa, but mm. I don't believe that because in Nigeria here, if we were to talk about our economy, those people benefiting from it are the rich, not of the course. poor. Of so we are here looking for something to eat. Sometimes I'll just sit and I'll be thinking, 
<laughs> you see some big boys, they'll be ride, they'll be driving cars and mm. you'll be walking and you'll be... It's not that I want to drive a car. I want to drive it, but I don't have the money yet. Mm. But I'm not blaming those people driving the car. Mm. But there's one thing you should know that even though I don't drive a car, at least I should have something to eat. Mm-hmm. But when there's no opportunity or there's mm. no job you can do to get these funds to feed yourself, they... There is, a, there, there, there is a tendency that you just like, okay, mm. let me pick one pistol and just rob one of my brother and take his property or take anything he has that I can use to feed myself. Well, aside from aside from just get, getting money to feed, you have other needs to other ones. Yes, you need to, yes. to get to somewhere, that's transportation fare, mm. get get your, your... There are some daily daily uh, activities that you need money to... to, to run and make them function for example as a student you need money to buy various uh, study materials yes, like textbook yes. and then pay for some some uh, tiny tiny fees and if you don't have this money it's, it's life in this school will be very a very very miserable one mm-hmm. and then issue of insecurity is leading to a lot a whole lot of uh, uh, effects on the society and the nigeria economy at large and of course, we cannot we cannot overemphasize the issue of insecurity in Nigeria, as it's as it affects every aspect, every aspect of the country. And then we just hope that uh, the government would would find a very very good measure, a drastic measure to at least limit or reduce the rates of insecurity in the country. In the country. So lastly, we want to play so that the government can just do something about this issue of uh, insecurity in Nigeria. Maybe the president can just take a bold step, make a, a strong decision to to help lessen this uh, issue of insecurity in Nigeria, so that we citizens can feel safe in our own country. Because we find that that people run away from their own country. <laughs> you see them; they will, they some people might just come and scam me that. They can move you abroad, that you should come, that they will sponsor you, they will do this, they will do this. Mm. But when you get there, you find out that you'll be kidnapped. <laughs> you are not going anywhere abroad. You are going to one forest to go and work for of them. Of course, you'll we'll so, be subjected so, to some, some bad activities, such yes. as sex, sex workers and all that. Yes, that's yes. very exciting. So the government should please address uh, this mm. issue. Mm. Alright, lastly, uh, before we wrap up this show, it has been a nice time on air here, right, with you. And of course, I want to drop this last message, and this is definitely about COVID-19. And I want to give out this message that uh, whatever opinion you have about COVID-19, you should take, at least take this issue of COVID-19 very serious. You may believe you may not believe that COVID-19 is real out there, but obviously there are there are, there are evidence that it is real. So, uh, due to this, you must take heed to various guidelines such as uh, observing social distancing, regular hand washing, and then use of face mask whenever you are going out or whenever you are indoor, and also wiping off surfaces with a uh, sanitizer and disinfectants regularly. And I hope that uh, the issue of COVID-19 uh, uh, dies down as soon as possible, but it requires the compliance of you and I to do this and to see that uh, COVID-19 becomes history in our society. 
Oh, you have heard from uh, Daniel Samson. What he said shows that he cares about you and he cares about himself. Because if you stay safe and save yourself, there's a tendency that you save him also and limit the spread of uh, the the pandemic. So, lastly, I want to thank you for your time for listening to this podcast. This is the other guy once again. Stay safe and save others. Goodbye.